We are interested in conflicts. Welcome to Interest in Conflict. This is Ed. And Gilletta and we're back this week to talk about some traits we noticed when we went out on a little trip this week. Which is pride. Pride, yes. And others, but pride. Mostly pride. Yeah. We'll give some background. I uh, went out and bought a new bike, a, a new used bike. Um, needed, so an old one. So an old one. A bunch of parts needed to be fixed, yeah. So we took them around to some bike shops. Our, our go-to one, which usually has a long lineup, we went the first day, like, 30 minutes before it was closing, lined up, or maybe 20. So it was basically too late. With 10 minutes left, we had a bunch of parts. So they said, come back tomorrow. Very politely, they said, come back tomorrow. Yeah. And we had a good impression of them. So we we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll come back. They're very fair in price and service. So if you guys live in Vancouver, it's by Broadway and May. Commercial. commercial is that true i don't know our community yeah, it's called our community bike shop I think everyone knows them yeah well i mean like in the bike community, community right in vancouver they closed at six so we said okay no worries while we were around that broadway area there's i think like seven or eight bike shops so we just said okay let's go to another one that closes at seven which still gives us an hour yeah so we went to this other one very bad experience um, do you remember what that one was called just by the way I, I googled it and our community is at main and broadway the other one's just under their bikes for all bikes for all we didn't even we don't know about it so i've been to community bikes before uh i have my sh my shifter wire broke and then i also needed news housing yeah. and i was googling online where the best place in vancouver to I don't know, the cheapest that you can find. And that's and I ended up finding our community. So that's how we first found out about it was when I was looking just replacement parts for my bike. Yeah. So anyways, we go to Bikes for All. From the outside, what we can tell is more retail than our community because there's you know new bikes. When you go inside, it's more like a store, not just a bike repair center. So that was the first thing. Second thing was it felt really slow. The owner and one mechanic, and there was about... Three or four groups of customers just wandering around. And it didn't seem like there was an order or how he was helping them. He just said, wait here. And he would just talk to you for a minute and talk to another group for a minute and talk to another group for a minute. And then nothing was really getting done. Anyways, <laughs> we basically just wait until two customers leave. And then he said, okay, what do you guys need? We just didn't have a good impression. Well, okay, so for, first off... This is his pet peeve, just wasting time, very impatient for these certain situations. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that was, I could tell he was fuming. <laughs> yeah. So we get to him. He said, what do you guys need? We just said, we just didn't have a good feeling. So we just started with the cheap, cheapest parts, which was the shifter cables and their housings. Yeah. So he starts cutting it, I guess. He gives it to his mechanic and then his mechanic was like, okay, sure. Starts cutting it. So when you have cable housings, you need to cut the housings to the correct length and then file the ends to make sure they're smooth and then add these little cable housing ends onto them. They're kind of like caps. Yeah. Like. yeah. And he was making a deal about filing the ends for us, saying something like, I would have to build them for this time now or something if I did them. Okay, I don't think he said something that. Something along that line. No, I what I remember was... This, we're talking about the mechanic, by the way. 
I've like had a, a pretty different reaction and interpretation to this. Of course, I was like, yeah, this bit, this is super slow. Same same thing as Ed, but I wasn't as shocked with the service, I guess. So I heard you just <coughs> making it clear. I did not yeah. file them down. Or I didn't do any before, other. Before I didn't reference, pre- prepare them. Before reference, takes about two seconds per cable to file. It's not like you grind it. It's like they have a tool, but he said he didn't have time for that. Whatever, right? <laughs> We'll just assume he didn't have time for some reason. So that was a bad impression again. And then he just kept jumping from customer to customer. We would stand there with their cable housings and then we'll be waiting for the wires. And then like he could have just grabbed it, but he goes to another group, shows them some bikes that they're buying or whatever. And then after he walks around with them, he comes back. He's like, oh, what do you guys need again? And then we're like, we need the wires now. He's like, oh, okay. Then he goes get the wires. So now everybody in that store, their trip is doubled because of the added wait time between each one. He does this to every single customer. Yeah. And his excuse was that two of his workers did not show up to work that day. And it's evident. Well, we were just joking how how we wouldn't be surprised if we were working there. We didn't show up. Yeah. But this is very drastic contrast if you have been to the other bike shops, which are just one or two blocks away. Yeah. And in our community, they knew customers by name. Yeah. You know, they everyone there was friends. You could see that they're trying to help you, yeah. right? They'll spend however long it is showing you whatever you need. If there's not a long line. Yeah. If there, even if there is a long line, they understand that they care about what the customer think about them. It's yeah. Evident, yeah. And they want to do the best. And they serve one customer at a time for good reasons, I think. Right. And every customer is treated equally kind of thing. exactly. So that was that. We basically just didn't even want to ask for anything else. We did ask for the chain, but their chain was too expensive. We just got the housing and left and then went to another nearby bike shop. Now, this is called the Bike Doctor, orangish storefront. We go in, we... Ask for a chain. Yeah, when you walk in immediately, this is more fancy retail store. No dirt anywhere you can see. Unlike the other shops, it's all cement. You know, you can see the the tools everywhere, the grease, yeah. The bikes waiting to be repaired. Yeah, it's a real This one is a retail store for bikes. Yeah. So we go in, this nice little kid... (laughs) That works there comes up to us, asks us what we need. We just ask for the chain. So he was gonna deliver, yeah, he was gonna deliver good customer service. That's what his goal was. Yeah, so we asked for a chain. Their chain was also pretty expensive. Uh, didn't stay there much. We asked for a bottom mount cable guide. They said they didn't have one either. So that that piece is just a like a, a plastic piece of plastic, and it kind of just. You put the cable through and it guides it on the bottom of the bike. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just like, it just screws into the bike frame. Yeah. But he was nice about it. He said, I can look for it. Uh, if you do ever find the plastic piece, we can give you the screw for free. Things like that. So good impression, but not our, not the store we we're looking for. It was too retail for us, I think. Yeah. Like the entire repair part of the it's store like was all covered. You can't, of it, yeah. you can't see it. Any, yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's going for a clean look. Half of the bike store was selling bikes. The other were just selling parts and accessories. Yeah, Yeah, clean wooden floor everywhere, you know. So then we go to the fourth bike store, Bike Repair Center. It looks similar to our community. Very rustic. Tools everywhere. Yeah, same that. Grease everywhere. Dirty, but obviously because they're working every day. We go in, we say, 
they were looking for a chain for a bike. And then the guy working there at the front immediately starts, I felt attacked. But he immediately starts asking questions like, you know, what speed chain is it? And then once I said 10, he would be like, well, there's like styles to 10, you know, Shimano 10 speed doesn't work with other brand 10 speed, things like that. But in reality, you know, I don't think it matters. Third party chains have been advertised to work for both brands. It felt like he was proving something. He was probably two meters away from us behind the counter. And then he he, he would be saying things like, yeah, that chain's not going to work. We can't replace this chain for you. And we're like, why can't you replace the chain for us? He said, we only do good jobs. We don't do half-assed jobs. So if we're replacing this chain for you, we're also going to replace the cassette of your bike. And we're like, how much is a cassette usually? He's like $80. And then we're like, you know, why do we have to replace a cassette? He's like, from where he was, two meters away, he can tell our cassette was damaged or was worn out. We felt it was unnecessary. And if you looked at our bike, you would know clearly that a $80 cassette and a, I don't know, $30, $50 chain was not in our budget. Okay, so, yeah, so... (laughs) We we went into the store with our bike. It doesn't have a front brake. It physically does not have a front brake. There's wire sticking out of it. There's no front derailleur. There was no seat. Was there not? When you, no, not, uh, the, not first the time. Day. Okay, so it's a mess. Like, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to scrape the basics here, yeah. right? We really had nothing on this bike except for what we're trying to build it from up right now, yeah. right? We had a back wheel that was nice, a cassette that was left from whatever yeah. state it was. The bike frame, there's a few chips on the paint, like, you know. it was not a pretty bike. Not a pretty bike, yeah. But we really like the fact that we bought it because it was a carbon... Carbon frame, yeah. Yeah, carbon fiber frame, so... We knew we had to make repairs. Yeah. But we didn't know we had to spend $80 on a cassette that looked fine. Yeah, and we did a bit of research on what what parts we'd need, uh, the price range of them, right? Because we don't want to go in lost. The least we could do is do our research on our part. So that's what Ed did, mostly. Now, I can see where you're coming from, but obviously I have a different opinion on how I interpret the situation and what what I got out out of it. I can understand, you know... It did seem like a lot of the questions that were asked, I think there were valid questions to see, to know more about our bike, right? And then we didn't know how to answer them just because we we weren't knowledgeable about... This is a thing that's we got to get into very soon is that I think he said them knowing we're not able to answer them. Like he almost knew we didn't know and then wanted to explain to us. Right. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that after. But I guess we'll just wrap up the story. So... I've also stopped by the shop before. It was really quick. It was I didn't buy anything. I just talked with the owner. Um, so I've talked to him before. What I got of the interaction was I didn't look too much into the fact that he asked questions where we didn't know or, you know, it was definitely a more aggressive interaction. But to me, I thought, I really thought he's still trying to help us. Mm-hmm. Like I still got that from him and I still got that like, that's the main thing. It's like, that's what I'm looking for. If you're trying to help me, sure, whether you're aggressive or not, or, you know, you care about my feelings a little more and like, mm-hmm. do a little more small talk. Like, for me, it's like, whatever, at the end of the day, I get I get what I want, which is the information. So the fact that he was still able to share what he, yeah what, what he knows, I really value that. I was like, you're giving me knowledge that I don't have. You're giving me advice that I don't have, right? You're giving me live feedback on what, what I'm looking for. And like, 
Um, whether or not I can use that information, that's another story, right? But yeah. I still appreciate you giving your, me your time. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So so I got what I wanted from that bike repair shop and more. Like I was just looking for someone's time and someone's someone's knowledge on, on yeah. bike information. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated it. No, I appreciated it too. But what threw me off was how disconnected it felt. Okay. And this is very more evident once we go back to our community shop a day later. Okay. So we go back next day to our community shop earlier, you know, before, right before they close. So we got time to do our things. Put our bike in front of the mechanic. Say, we need a chain, 10 speed. He says, here you go. Boy said, is this going to be compatible? Right, because we heard from... Both of them. Yeah. Like there's compatibility issues. With the chain and the cassette. Yeah. And then we asked our community mechanic. He said, no problem, this will work. Which aligns with what I've read online as well. So what you read online is that, you know, a brand will make a chain for them, their own, you know, gear set. And then they'll say it doesn't work with the others. And then you have third-party chains that say they work for both. So go figure, you know, a chain's a chain. If a third-party won't work for both, uh, you know. Okay, now, if I read that, I would say that's one opinion, right? And in our community is giving an opinion. and It's not an opinion. It's literally advertised on the third party's website. Like, that's not, it has to have been tested where they can't say that. You know, where right. very soon people will be like, that's not true. Okay. Yeah. I think what I'm looking for, which I, I won't receive, is me to see first with my eyes. So I, if uh, someone said, you know, there's a lot of slip, I'd be show me. You know, if they could mm-hmm. pedal one back and forth a little bit yeah. and show me the slip between the, the chain, then I would just completely understand everything. Yeah. It's just I don't know how they're evaluating it mm-hmm. and how they're testing it and why they have the, the, the conclusion they have. And it's hard to ask these questions, especially Mm -hmm. as a newbie. But when I was at the bike repair shop and we're overwhelmed with the questions that we were given, Mm -hmm. I would ask if I didn't know. And you you recognize that. Like, yeah, Yeah. ask some pretty simple questions to get a simple answer, a clear answer, how he was looking at or how he was evaluating, right? Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, that's how I approach this situation. Mm -hmm. Cut to the chase. We buy the chain at our community. They say it's compatible. We install it, it works fine. It works great. Okay. <laughs> so right. we'll dismiss the compatibility issue now. Right. I mean, it's not noticeable to us. It's not, yeah. Yes. Which I is what that. I was going for right. when I bought the bike from the start. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why our community bike is the best. <laughs> Sponsored by our community. <laughs> they're actually a non-profit, so they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I think they understand budget is important. Right. Yeah. Well, again, nonprofit, you know, like says it all in the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when they when we're interacting with them, too, they they're like, oh, yeah, we have a used part here. Oh, it's like sold on Amazon or yeah. et cetera for 30 bucks. We'll save you some money and give it yeah. to you here. Like you're getting a de- good deal. Yeah. And we know that they're legitimately saying that not trying to get money. You know, yeah. uh, I didn't even know they were a nonprofit until later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the sign outside. But yeah. OK, so. Let's go back to the bike service, bike repair, bike repair center then, and mm-hmm. talk about what you've noticed and you know something that you want to point out, and I'll be the devil's advocate on that. Okay. 
So the first time when we were at the bike repair center, so flashback to when he said you need an $80 cassette along with the chain, we said, well, obviously not. You know, never expected to spend that much just to get a chain, basically. Uh, he was like, yeah, no problem. Do your research, whatever, whatever. So we leave. So we do some repairs on the bike, and then we figured we need cable housing and a chain link. We go back to the bike shop areas. Our community was too busy. So we decided to, you know, we knew there was these other ones nearby. So let's just go to them. So we didn't want to go back to um, oh, Bikes for my. All. Yeah, no, we're not We're not going back that there. That service was unacceptable. <laughs> so it was no question. And there's no line in front of their store for a very good reason. Yikes. Anyways, we don't want to go to the bike doctor either because they were, I feel like, too fancy. Maybe they didn't have you know standalone parts like that yeah exactly like they wouldn't have some one-off parts yeah so we knew our community was the best bet but the line was too long so we said let's just try the um the bike repair center because they usually don't have lines maybe because they are higher end i'm not sure it's a smaller shop yeah so we go in same guy we say hey we're looking for this link we kind of lost it in the grass he said okay um new ones are expensive but we have a lot of old spare ones. We'll just give it to you for free. Which right. is very nice of them. Yeah. Yeah. So we got what we wanted. And then we needed the brake cables. I told him the length I need. He cut it. Filed it for us. In two seconds. Just as you expect. Gave us the end caps. Said it was $3. Said if we didn't have cash right now, it's fine. We'll pay him back later. But I did have a five. So I gave it to him. Very good exchange. We had everything and then we went for a nice bike after. Okay, you pointed out the first interaction. You didn't really like enjoy it. Yeah. Now, does the second interaction make up for the fact the first one threw you off so much? Where I think it's because he obviously remembered us. And then he I think he realized his first suggestion was out of our budget. So when you say that, that means he didn't purposely say that suggestion knowing that we could not or that was not in our budget see that's the thing that's what i'm asking you yeah so i don't know but i would you would have said that yeah knowing that the other person i would if i was a bike mechanic a seasoned one and i see someone walking in there like that i would assume they're not there for a hundred dollar upgrade they're just there for a chain you know and okay but could that could that not be kind of insulting so what if we were extremely proficient in bike repairs mm-hmm. and this is our hundredth bike that we're repairing and we're coming mm-hmm. in and we're looking for to make it the next best thing for, I don't know, who knows. But then we would know it needs a new cassette. I mean, you can't just assume that everyone knows what you know. I think there's too much assumption going on and that's why he did a good job of communicating like what, what speed is it, give me your stats, um... And then he straight up asked us, do you know what you guys are doing? Because we're repairing a bike for the first time. Yeah. Right? And it's not like we don't know anything because we have we have repaired things before. Mm-hmm. And like we're good with our hands. But I said, no, we like this is our first time repairing a bike. And he's like, you got a, a big challenge for you guys. Like it's not going to be easy. And like you're in for a long, a long we haul. We already right? finished repairing, by the way. Right. Yeah. So whatever that means. Okay. Okay. I feel like you're competing with being right on him. Yeah. It's my pride exactly yeah but the point is i think he was trying to sound smarter than he was trying to help us in our situation i think that balance was off 
just think about if you went to our community same way how they would have done it they would have asked i noticed your cassettes worn out do you want a new cassette not i'm not repairing your chain but then they do have different standards but still so my point against that would be bike repair center is when he says that he's he's portraying his brand and his brand is quality his brand is uh, reliability, et cetera, et cetera. And that's like, that's the reason why I think he mentioned mm-hmm. I can't put a chain on because I would have no, to. I fully get that. Though. Okay. You were saying that the bike repair center and our community has a different way of saying that your cassette is worn out. Yeah. I think one is trying to sound smart and one is trying to help you. But he did end up helping us in the end of it. And he did end up understanding where we were. After those questions and interactions, it just took a bit of time. Right. But to me, it was very obvious. The first thing I noticed after that was this guy's very prideful. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah. That was not the first thing I noticed. Yeah. But another thing I just remember was that he probably gave us the most information because he was prideful. Right. Now. Because he was trying to prove that he knew the most right yeah yeah so one thing to consider is whether his intent was to validate that he is knowledgeable in bike repairs the most knowledgeable out of the competition the end result is that we still get helped and that is what as a customer i care the most is like i don't care whether his intent was to prove that he was the most like valuable bike repair guy Mm -hmm. or whether his actual intention was to help me both of those like i still got what i wanted Mm -hmm. so i don't know how much of fact that affected you like does that really affect your customer service experience when you're dealing with someone who has pride versus someone who doesn't or is it just something that you notice and you just comment on you know just something i noticed okay but i think pride itself it's not a good thing to be the first thing that someone notices in you. right do you agree with my statement where i said that the intent of the act is not dependent on the result the result is still the same yeah but that's for us yeah we get the same result we do get the same result now how did him coming off as prideful affect him poorly well how does that change the way you treat him like, how does that change your opinion of him or the way you view him? That now that the first thing you notice was his pride and you're like, oh, I don't like that. Maybe his goals are different. Like, there might be some situations because he is prideful once I establish that. Yeah. And just in general with pride, he will try to meet the expectations of others and place that ahead of things that are maybe more important in the time. Can you give him an example? Maybe he will meet your expectations. And this is why I said we can take advantage of this. You can take advantage of someone that's prideful by you, I guess, unknowingly did. It's get information out of him. He has to help you because you expect him to be the master bike mechanic. So he has to help you. And that will cost him more. But he will still have to help you because that's what his pride forces him to do because that's what he thinks we expect out of him yeah you're basically saying like he has to prove himself constantly like it's a a daily fight that he has to deal with and you don't think that burden is a good thing to put on oneself no it's a sin 
It's not a sin. Pride is a sin. Okay. Doesn't it burden him more than anybody else? Yeah, it does. Okay. So you're saying it's a weakness. Yeah. Yeah. I have good reasons for having pride. Okay. I think that pride can give you motivation. And when I say that, for example, I would say I take pride in my work. And I say that a lot in interviews. Um, I believe that when I say that. It's something that I still stand by. And the reason I say that is because when I do something, a project, a task, the result of it, I am proud of it. I have pride in that. That represents a part of me, right? I don't want it to be bad. So obviously I take pride in what I do because I'm going to create a good result. But that's almost like reputation. I think now, what is the difference between reputation and having pride? First thing, I think the statement, the pride and pride in your work is not the same as the pride in the definition of pride. Like it's the pride in your work is basically like you care about your reputation. Like if you do good work, you just earn a reputation. It's not your pride's going to be damaged if you don't do a good work this time or something. But then... If you don't do good work consistently, your your reputation's gonna be lost because of that. You have to be consistent. Yeah, and that's what reputation is. So, okay, let me try this. You have a good reputation because you do good work. Mm-hmm. You don't do good work for your reputation. Right. I think yeah, maybe if you like your reputation doesn't define you. Is yeah. what you're trying to say. Yeah. It like shouldn't. You will always do good work. You mean. Even if something bad happens to your reputation. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't define you. Mm-hmm. Right. Or even if someone had a bad reputation of you. Yeah. Right? Like, whether or not you did something bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think pride is also cultural. Like, I think um, Eastern, you know, Asian, Asia countries, pride is seen very bad. Why? Because humility is, like, very celebrated. I was going to say, in, like, other cultures, like, I remember Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. Who's Portuguese. I'm saying, like, it's it's celebrated in Portuguese culture if you're arrogant. Oh, really? Yeah. It could be interpreted as celebrated to be confident. Do you really think anyone's celebrating cockiness? Or maybe it's just more accepted. Yeah, more accepted. Yeah. To be confident provides so much more value than the negatives of being interpreted as cocky is what you're saying. Because you could achieve more just by being confident. No, like being humble is not good. Oh, why? I don't know. In their culture. I think it's because you could be pushed over, be a pushover. Yeah. Right? You're not seen as tough enough. Mm-hmm. Because you, you would let people step all over you. Yeah. Or not even you'd let people step all over you. You'd let people, like, like embarrass you. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, someone who's really humble could take that. But what about the fact that showing your weaknesses shows your strengths? So See, I don't think people would probably can do that. I know. I agree with that. Yeah, we all have different cultures. To say which one's the right one is hard to say. But I think I do believe in the statement that if you show your weaknesses, you show your strength. So you, that you're strong. Not your strengths, but it's just, you're comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. You're comfortable with people, people knowing that you're human and you made mistakes and you're improving because of those mistakes, right? Yeah. 
it's just the truth. It's just being honest with everybody. Yeah. Like, why do you have to? Why do you have to be someone that you think everyone thinks you are and you're not? And maybe you've already dug yourself a big hole and put yourself in there, but you're not that person. Like, you're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all for honesty. If you achieve something, be proud of that. If you're going trying to achieve something and you failed, acknowledge that. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. We'd love to know what you guys think about the topic of pride and how you guys interpret it and what your experiences are or thoughts are. Just let us know in the comments below. Conflict and interest. And we're out.